This is Andy Purawal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Al Siesta over Zoom. Al, how are you? Very well, very tired, very satisfied, full of anticipations, expectations, you name it. I'm full of it, full of shit as well. <laughs> Al, you've had, you've had a very hectic period recently. You obviously had your Cold War shows out in Belarus. Now you've got Luther Clay and Zach Chelly's recent announcement that he's joined up with you and he's both of them fighting this Saturday. Let's start off with Cold Wars, though. Reflect on the entire experience, Al. How do you feel about it all now? Uh, someone just realised and they told me that we've done four shows in two weeks which is absolutely insane. I don't even want to call it achievement. It's just a crazy attempt, I can, I can call it. But it went really well. Uh, I gained phenomenal benefits from that. I, I just, I don't want to go through this, but my life will never be the same, I, I do believe. It's just changed for the better. I'm very busy. Uh, all I've been doing lately is preparing Cold Wars 2 and Cold Wars 3 keeping my eye on Luther Clay, Zach Shelley, and um, I think my boxing life has changed drastically after Cold Wars, for the better, I do believe. I mean, it was very good. I, I was a matchmaker manager, sometimes promoter. Now I can see myself promoting more and more and more, probably every month, two, three shows. So say, for example, there's an announcement pending the Cold Wars 2 is coming in batch of three again, and then Cold Wars 3 and 3s, and brilliant, brilliant. I mean, there's more to come anyway. Perfect. What was the biggest learning, learning experience for yourself throughout Cold Wars? Because we know you had a number of obstacles to overcome with the shows. What did you feel you benefited from most or you learned about the most? Communication. Communication is the key, and uh, relationship with people. And everyone needs to be on the same page in order to run such complexities that what I've done. It was so complicated. It was very intense. And I mean, I should have counted. I kind of underestimated my own role in all of this. I thought, oh, I'll do the shows just because I want to. I've got the opportunity. I've got money to do it. I didn't realize that I'll be such of a nuisance to many people which kind of a very nice compliment, really, to myself. So I, I am a player, and I didn't realize how big of a player I was before I stumbled upon various abstractions, you know? So obviously some people thought, oh, Siesta can't get in there under no circumstances. But I did. I ran the show as shows, and um, I'll be moving forward. Don't want to brag on about things, you know? But it was hard. It was very hard, man, very hard. You said you're going to make an, another two series of Cold Wars, number two and number three. When can we expect announcements on them? I know they're being at early stages as of yet, but... Soon, soon. I've matched all the cards for Cold Wars 2 now, so it's a matter of artworks. We finalised the dates. I know the dates. I mean, the Brits will be participating. They already had phone calls from me. The contract's been sent. So this time... I will sign the deals first and then I'll make an announcement. Obviously, we'll notify British Boxing Board of Control first as well. 
Are you planning on keeping it in Belarus or will it be elsewhere? I'd love to keep in Belarus, but as you know, we left literally, I arrived to the UK on the 7th of um, August. And on the 9th, two days later, it was big Belarusian election. And you've seen lots of unrest. It's kind of getting much better now. And I do believe they will keep under control. And by 1st of September, I think it will be done and dusted. Although uh, Lukashenko, the president, is definitely his last term if he will survive. So I'd love to keep it in Belarus because the place is lovely. I call it offshore zone of boxing. It's really nice. No one needs visas there. Food is really lovely and quite cheap. Hotels relatively priced. The television are very friendly with us now. The local radios and social media companies. I can't see the reason why I should change the venue. The only concern I have or I had is refereeing only because the guys were very rusty. So I will bring my own judges and referees from Poland, Ukraine, Russia, probably UK. And we're going to do it this way. And Belarusians going to learn or probably just get more experience, you know? So it's all good. I love Belarus. If not, I've got a couple of reserved countries that I can go to. I'll just moving away from Cold Wars. Let's come on to this coming Saturday. And let's start off with Luther Clay, a man who I know you're very excited about and you've been excited for this fight with Chris Congo for a while now. How, how thrilled are you that it's finally here? It's only a matter of days away now from being able to see the pair of them in the ring. I'm very pleased, although this fight was inevitability. And um, Luth is in good shape. He had decent camp, had decent sparring, uh, touch wood injury free. So should be given a very fair encounter to Chris Congo. And I reserve all my talking to after the fight. That's, that's um, unfortunately, I'll have to push you and I'll have to ask Yeah, you yeah, sure, 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 yeah. I understand. Both, both, sure. Men, both men have, have said they're looking for that knockout victory, but I believe it will be a knockout. Do you think mm -hmm. one of them will be victorious by stoppage or do you think it, one could go to the points? Man, let me tell you that. Chris Congo have never, Chris, if, you, if you're listening to me, I guarantee you, you never, ever been in those waters that you will be there on 22nd. Trust me. So meditate and get prepared. Very important. Very important. Because I know, I know Luther, you know, and um, he, will give it, he will give his all, all he's got for that fight. Absolutely. I mean, I read the social media and people disrespectful, really, saying this, this, he's getting banged out. Guys, honestly, wait, 20 seconds is just around the corner, literally in two days. And we'll talk later. What does a victory do for whoever does win on Saturday night? Where does the career go? Let's say Luther wins. Where does he cut his career go from here? Uh he will establish his place under the sun and welterweight division locally. Obviously, there will be Conor Benz, uh, Chris Jenkins, Mike McKinson's, and people like that, uh, possibly even foreign opponents. But it will do lots of good for him. But for Chris, it's even more important because he hasn't been active and no one really knows where he is. And I know he comes to fight and I know he's a really slick and talented fighter. But he's got much more to prove, really, you know, because he was the one ringing the bells and um, uh, 
calling Luther out and just, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I mean, it's much more to prove for Priest than Luther. Luther just comes to fight. Always, he knows. Every fight since his debut was make or break for Luther. There's nothing new, you know? He never been fed journeyman or people with, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's always learning curve for him. He didn't have that, that of a bigger for amateur career, so he had to learn on the job. So this, it, it will be a normal situation for him, I can tell you that now. Back from when this fight was announced, there's always a level of excitement about it. People were always keen to see it from before lockdown. And it's always kind of maintained that expectation that it will deliver a brilliant fight. Come Saturday night, do you think it could steal the show? Do you think it could be the best fight on the card? It, it could go anyway. Honestly, it could go either way. It could be, it depends what Chris going to do because Luther only knows how to fight one way. He will try to bully Chris. He will try to break him down, take his heart away and make him quit. That's all. That's what Luther going to do. It's all up to Chris. If he was a trade and have a scrap in the middle of the park or try to outbox him and trying to be too slick, uh, play up to his alias, depends what he wants to do. I mean, sooner or later, it will resolve into, into a scrap, I do believe. So it could be a fight of the night, but man, don't underestimate Katie Taylor against Pursum, um, Pavetkin against White, Zach Chelly against Cullen. Honestly, such a big up to Matchroom, guys. Honestly, I'm just, I mean, Russians ask me because I know the broadcaster that purchased their rights for Russia. And they said, Al, oh, what shall we show live on television? Because it's quite a long night. And what, what shouldn't we? I said, guys, honestly, it's shit hot from dot one till the end. There's no fights that you need to skip. Obviously, I've been a bit selfish. I knew that two of my fighters are on the card. But, but honestly, it's 50-50. Carlon Celli, 50-50. Babich against uh, Shanwell Winters. It's just insane fight. I mean, it's such a risk take, but I love it. That's what I'm all about. I love that I understand fully thinking behind taking such risk and big up to Dillian White's team and Babich for accepting that and wanting that. Then it's Luther Clay against Congo, another war. Then Pursun, Katie Taylor, we already had a proof of that before. Incredible. And anything could happen in that fight. Um, and then Pavetkin White. I can tell you what I fancy and who I fancy, if you're interested. We will come on to the other fight, Sean. Yeah. Well, let's stick with your guys and let's come on to Zach yeah. Chelly now. Um, how did that come about, first and foremost, Al? When did you kind of start talking to Zach to sign him and he's underneath your promotional banner now? Zach and I and his father, Zach Chelly Sr., had a long relationship. We know each other for at least four or five years. And I, in fact, Zach Chelly sparred Luther Clay about three, four years ago. And I was witnessing um, Zach Shelley banging out a Latvian prospect who came to the UK and wanted to debut at light heavyweight. I mean, he made him quit in the ring. And this is the first time I saw Zach Shelley in action. And I thought he's going to go on and do really big things. But then he signed not the best deal, in my opinion, because I think for someone like Zach, the circumstances in terms of promotional deal need to be with different people, not being disrespectful to those who he signed with before. And 
And the thing is, so obviously, it went the way it went. And when Zach became free agent, his father called me and he said, Al, we know what you can do. We know your work ethos and what kind of man you are. We really want to work with you. Can you offer something to Zach? And, and for me to shy away from a talent like Zach Chelly would be absolutely obscene. So I said, I mean, you know, all funny because with me, things materializing um, later. I, I thought about Zach Chelly a few times and I thought, well, what would I do for his career? And um, I was really glad and, and wasn't really surprised because I kind of used to the pattern of my life when things are coming because I always think about it, you know, it's funny enough, but, and trying to be positive. So that calling was accepted and, and we signed the contract. And I mean, Kevin Murray, a good friend of ours, he was the one who brought the fight because he called me and he said, Al, Jack Cullen, what do you think? I spoke to Steve Wood and Steve Wood fancies the fight. He said, it's a great idea. And Jack is ready to come up to super middleweight. And I said, listen, Chelis, don't shy away from nothing. They 100% will take it. So Kevin spoke to Zach Chelis Sr. And uh, we all agreed in consensus that we definitely should take that fight. So I'm grateful to Kevin Murray for thinking of Zach and bringing that fight, fight for us, you know? It's a very good fight. It's an interesting matchup as well. One which certainly will, will catch the eye come Saturday. What should we expect from it? What do you expect from it? Obviously, Jack moving up to super middle now. Zach, you know, previously fought at light heavy, moving back down. What should we expect from the pair of them? Jack Allen is a really good fighter. He's, he can bang, he can box. He's very very lengthy, I could say to you. I mean, he's very rangy. Um, he's got big heart. I've seen him with Felix Cash. I've seen him beating uh, John Harding Jr., I believe, correct? And um, it's a very tough fight for both. All I can say is like Clay Congo, again, anything could happen in that fight. I'm edging towards Zach. He's a beast, that guy. He's just that he's not even a human. It's just, you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm leaning towards his power. He's kind of above humane abilities and strength to overcome uh, Jack Cullen. So if there will be stoppage later, I will not be surprised. Although Zach can get caught himself because he's a bit ruthless like that. And he comes all the guns, all guns blazing. And Carlin is the kind of operator that you need to be careful to do that kind of stuff against. So anything could happen. Fantastic fight. 50-50 all, all way around. Well, let's touch on the rest of the card. You mentioned it earlier. White Pavetkin, a fight which has been kind of again slated for a while now. It was meant to take place before lockdown. Yeah. Well, so it should have been during lockdown. He was pushed back rather. Um, some people have social media sites maybe overlook Alexander thinking that he's kind of past it now and it will be a relatively easier night for Dillian yeah. than what it would have been a few years ago. Would you think that's risky? Do you believe that Alexander will still offer Dillian a tough night's worth? Let me be wrong here. Let's remember this moment and let people slaughter me after. Pavetkin is knocking White out. I'm telling you that now. I'm telling you that now. Non-believers, 
listen to me, it's all over. What makes you so sure? Uh, I just don't know. I just, I know. I know it's happening. I know it's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know it's happening. You know what? It's that really weird thing. I need to be modest about this and say, listen, when bread is for Doradola, it was six to one for Doradola. Everyone was bragging on how easy of a prey bread is. I knew in my heart, inevitably, he's going to bang him out. Absolutely no question. With Pavetkin, it's almost as strong the feeling I've got that what I had about Bridges with Doradola. Honestly, Brits don't understand who Pavetkin is. They just got no clue. Ask Michael Hunter, he'd tell you. Oh, Honestly. Dillian's teamed up with Dave Caldwell for this boy. What do you make of he that? He needs every single help he can get. He needs every single help he can get in the corner. Trust me. Believe me. Believe me. Trust me. I know. I know. Honestly, I know. I know. And he know. You know the funny thing. Sorry for interrupting you. He knows as well. Dillian knows what I mean. He knows that hundred percent what I mean. He knows it. He knows how dangerous it is. Fair play for taking that fight, by the way. What a crazy move. I'll just moving off that one. You touched on Taylor Pune <coughs> earlier, but one fight which you mentioned but we never spoke about, uh, Babich and Winters, is, it certainly seems to be one which has kind of built momentum over the last few days. What should we expect from that? Russian roulette. That Babich can really bang him as well. He's like a wild rhinoceros, like a wild boar, I'm telling you. And that fight is typical heavyweight affair. We don't really know much about Babich apart from that he can really fight. He's a proper street fighter. Chandwell Winters upset few people in the past as well. So it could be anything. I fancy Babich doing the damage as much as people think. Or could be the other way around. You know what? I'm not, I'm not qualified to judge them both because I don't really know them that well. But the match itself is so insane, but it's a Russian roulette. Uh, let's just move away from Ricard and just get your thoughts on a couple of other things before I let you go. Um, as a fellow manager and promoter yourself, I'm sure you'd have seen a couple of weeks ago, Frank Warren reaching out to Eddie Hearn to try and make some cross-table fights. What did you make of that? I think it's a really, really good move. And I was really pleased to see that. I hope that that was genuine intent on the human level rather than business move. Because if that was a business move, it's a really strong indicator of things not being good. But if it comes from Frank's heart, which I do believe it possibly could, that's really good for the boxing, especially UK boxing. Frank has fantastic stable, fantastic stable. As strong of a stable, I can admit that, as Matchroom has. So I think if those two promoters work together, it will be brilliant, brilliant for, for the sport, you know? So I hope the intentions Frank approaching Eddie were from his heart with genuine care about the sport. And another thing, I hope Eddie received in the correct appropriate because Eddie is a business wise and he's quite pragmatic and uh, um, forgot that word. I've spent too much, too much time with Russians, but he's... He's very philosophical, but also very aware. And I think Eddie could see 
various dimensions why Frank would approach him. And I hope he put his mind out and, and follows his heart and thinks that it was a move from Frank genuinely to try to make up or try to do business together, which is really hard for all of us to believe in now, you see. Oh, did it surprise you at all, or are you, or was you surprised when you know Eddie and Frank had their first ever conversation on the phone after that message? I think it was a day after Frank put the statement out. They've been involved in boxing for a number of years. They've had fighters on each other's shows. Was it? Was you? Are you surprised at all that it's taken so long for them to actually have their first conversation, or be over the phone? I'm not surprised, and as I mentioned numerous times, it's all about the egos. This sport. Honestly, I mean, how hard, I mean, listen, Frank Warren is upstanding man, very well educated. Apparently, people told me, has great exquisite taste in music and art. Why wouldn't be with man of his intellect and his pedigree approach Eddie Hearn earlier? I mean, and Eddie would have taken it. Eddie is a good guy. He would have taken it correctly. And they could have worked together a long time. I do believe it's not them two is their businesses, the surroundings. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's not that easy because your posse is looking at you and saying, mate, what are you doing? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But I'm really pleased that they reached out. I mean, the Frank reached out to Eddie. And as I said, listen, my relationship with Warrens weren't that great over the years. But recently, as I became promoter full time, my, my doors are open for everyone really to collaborate guys if there's a fight to be made if there's a business to be made i mean let's forget about everything what's gone on in the past i mean the life's too short to think about ego trust me let's make those fights obviously ad and frank there's a primary concern of british fans there are really good stables and there are some i remember barry jones writing a massive list of the fights he would like to see and they all shit hot they're incredible Honestly, enough for entire year of programming, whatever it's on BT or Sky. You know, let's see if those are materializing. You know, oh, my final question. Um, yesterday we saw the WBC announce that Canelo and Yildirim uh, have been ordered to face each other for a vacant super middleweight title. What are your thoughts on that? There was a lot of excitement about potential Canelo opponents up until that point. Now he started to get a lot of criticisms. What's your thoughts on it? Look. Avni Yildirim is managed by um, Ahmed Oneh, Ahmed Oneh, we call it, or, or if to pronounce properly, Ahmed Oneh. <laughs> the Turkish man is a good friend of mine. He is a very charismatic, very off-the-cuff kind of guy, um, international man of mystery. And he had great relationship has with the WBC for many, many, many years. So Avni Yildirim always was in contention. Am I disappointed by Canelo picking Avni Yildirim? No. You know why? I don't really care who's Canelo fighting. I've got no interest in that because Callum Smith is not there. Um, Arthur Biturbiev is not there. Dmitry Bivol is not there, and the rest really irrelevant to me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I mean, whoever Canelo fights, I mean, Canelo, Avni Yildirim, it's almost like a foregone conclusion, really. I can't really see Avni causing any, 
any upset. So just apply. And, and, and answering your question completely, I never was dwelling over Canelo's situation ever because it never interested me. First of all, it's nothing to do with me. Now I'm thinking like a selfish promoter businessman. It's nothing to do with me. And it's also whoever Canelo would fight, it, I mean, it will be the cheapest option available at the moment because there's no crowds, uh, problems with camps and so on and so forth. So Avniyujo is not that much of a bad call really. You know? Could have been worse. Could have been Andre Durrell. Oh, final thing, um, before I let you go, what would you like to say to everyone ahead of Saturday night? Guys, the card is shit hot. It's incredible. I'll be there on Saturday supporting Luther Clay and Zach Shelley, um, watching that historic card, really. Beautiful pay-per-view event. I know most of people moaning about this, but I tell you what, guys, just try to make one fight in your life. Try to put a single event with two fights. It's so hard. Hats off to Matchroom, honestly. They've done an amazing job, incredible investment, fantastic. And it's all for our entertainment. I highly recommend to purchase that pay-per-view and watch my guys do the business and help Matchroom to raise whatever they're trying to raise and support British boxing full stop. Oh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. I'm sure I'll speak to you soon. Best of luck to your guys. Come Saturday night and thank you for your time as always. Thank you, Speak to Boxing Social. You're welcome, brother. Sorry for my ropey English. I just spent 40 days or 50 days speaking pure Russian, you know, so I need to get my lingo back, you see. <laughs>